TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, I am delighted, humbled, and honored to introduce the co-founder of this podcast, the number one health expert in Australia, undoubtedly. He is all things wellness. You can hear him across radio stations all across the lucky country. I speak of the great Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, DK. Hello, MP. How are you? Where are you? Whereabouts are you at the moment? You look like you're in another place. Yes, I am in the kids' room uh, in Coffs Harbour. I can show you. I'm sitting on. I'm sitting on the. I'm sitting on the kids' bed, and we've got the old uh, extra bed, (laughs) and then an extra bed. So it's three single beds across, uh, because we've got a two-bedroom apartment, which sounds quite spacious to some. But gee whiz, with four kids, it is anything but. I uh, said to Sarah, today, yeah, I think we're going to have 100%. to go home early. It's just all everyone's on top of each other. <laughs> it's just like, not enjoying it at all. We went to the Big Banana. We've just come back from the Big Banana, uh, the iconic Big Banana. And honestly, you would have thought we were putting the kids through torture. We gave them tickets to all of the great rides, the big slide, the toboggans. Yeah. There was all kinds Everything. of wonderful things. And I'll tell you what, the distress that it caused giving the children such wonderful life experiences was... Uh, did it? <laughs> yeah. Why did it cause so much distress? Oh, it's just different ages. Like Tommy is great, because, well, great in that he just, at four, it's like they don't know fear still, which is wonderful. Yeah. At seven, yeah. Darby or seven, nearly eight, Darby loves his structure. So he likes rules. So he sees a, we're on the toboggan and he sees a sign saying, slow down, brakes on. So he's like, Dad, put the brakes on. And it's like, no, no, we don't have to stop. <laughs> like, just, you know, slow down as you, <laughs> you know. Um, so just going through the motions of different age groups and different uh, children experiences. Um, that's been our uh, day three uh, here at Coffs. Um, but on the whole, a very, very good, uh, great life experience. It's a very different life experience for everyone involved. Uh, but Spencer is one today. Uh, Spencer's first birthday oh, today. Happy that, birthday, Spencer. Wow, yes. already. That's incredible. Yes. So that was the that kind is- of reason for going to the Big Banana today. Yeah. Wow. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Now, Summer Daly has just said that she can't hear me, oh. but you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear. That's sad. I mean, really, if anyone needs to be heard on the Facebook Live, it should be Damo. That's going to drive Damo nuts, Summer, because the man is always doing his best to have everything connected, synced up and updated, and it would drive yep. Damo wild right now that he has to work that well, out. Well, maybe I've fixed it. Maybe maybe I've fixed it. We'll see. We'll see what Summer says. We'll see what she says. Um, but there are a few people watching. We've got Shelby Dill watching. Oh, so, Shelby. Which is great. And Summer and Laura Barry is there. So um, that's wonderful. It's great to have uh, people here. Keep throwing us comments, uh, lots of hearts and loves and all that sort of stuff. Um, it was interesting because I was chatting with uh, Ravi Rudner, our friends from another podcast um, the other day, and he loved watching it live. Like he thought it was the greatest thing. But he said, "Isn't Marcus? Isn't Marcus like 
so attracted to shiny objects. I'm like, absolutely. Like, as soon as there was a comment up, bang, off you were going, your answer. As soon as there was like someone watching, bang, off you were saying hello and all that sort of stuff. I said, yeah, Marcus is my mother. That's what's going on there. All right. Well, so, uh, let me give you the deep and meaningful and the topic for today as a result right. of what Ravi just said, because it's, this will sound like, um, <laughs> this will sound like a strong, whatever it is, a short, it'll sound like, anyway. So I right. am, I can't. I'm not. Uh, you're laughing at comments. So I can't read them. Oh, it's off. No, I'm laughing because you're. I feel like I pushed a button. No, no. This is a really. Oh, I, a, it's a topic we've never discussed, and okay. I think I think it's really interesting. So, I am by nature <laughs> a chronic pleaser, and I, I say chronic <laughs> in that it's often uh, my greatest trait, but also often my worst trait because I'm constantly. We're the same. We're the same. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm on Facebook Live, I want yeah. to make people feel acknowledged that yeah. they're there. And it's like when people book comments, not that I reply to every comment, but I do think if I had 58,000 hours in a day, I would love to sit and reply to the comments. I always remember this Simpsons episode, probably the only one, and it's Ringo Starr, the Beatles uh, drummer, replying to all of the fan mail. And someone asks him why and he's like, because they all took yeah. the time to write me a letter. And even though it was The Simpsons, I'm like, that's so true. And uh, that's why I don't look at the Facebook Live because the, the chronic pleaser in me wants to say hi to everyone there, uh, but yeah. then I struggle to record. And so I think on a big woo-woo level, it's a really good conversation because I think the chronic pleaser in a lot of people is actually somewhat, um, there's, there's ramifications to it if it goes too far. What say you, wise men? <laughs> well, I agree. I mean, it, the the biggest challenge, I suppose, that people find is that once they get immersed and they start trying to answer all of the comments and they start to get involved in conversations in social media. So if you're having a conversation on social media, then there's a slippery slope there because you're happy to receive the good ones, but when the bad ones come through, then that's no good. And then the, the ones that you focus on are the bad ones, particularly if you're a chronic pleaser like you and I. Um, we're going to want to go, well, what do you mean we're bad people? Or what do you mean you're not happy with us? Or, you know, we, we try to do the right thing or to make people happy. So um, having a conversation um, any more than just a hello on Facebook uh, or any social media is a slippery slope. There's no doubt about it, PC. Um, and so for people like you and I who are notoriously um, – What's the sort of dog that likes to just like golden retrievers? Like yeah. we're golden retrievers. Yeah. Labradoodle, no, Labradoodle is the golden retriever 2.0, isn't it? Or are they not that social? Uh, I think they are. I reckon if we asked Dr. M, Maria Zushman, yeah. she would. Uh, but if Maria was listening, she'd be able to tell us straight away. But I don't think Maria's listening these days. <laughs> Pretty sure she's not. Oh, Pretty no, sure I can't believe you we'll said that. Find. We'll soon find out, won't we, yeah. Dr. M? But um, we'll. You know, we would find out because she's got a Labradoodle um, called Atlas, and he's uh, he's awesome. He's so, awesome. do you think is the opposite of a chronic pleaser a narcissist, or have I got that wrong? Oh no! Well, I think you're talking different leagues. Like, yeah. like I think, yeah, no, I don't think a narcissist necessarily doesn't want to um, please other people. I just think that they think they're the most important person on the planet. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't want to please other people. In fact, some narcissists might want to please other people because it makes them look better. Mm. Um, but a narcissist is someone um, 
who who is quite happy just to you know always see themselves in a bright light. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. So is a chronic pleaser? Um, because I, I I'd love for listeners and viewers to kind of define for themselves where they sit on the spectrum. So that's kind of why I asked is like. What's at the opposite spectrum of chronic pleaser? I mean, it's easy to say, oh, someone that's just incredibly unhelpful and they just – but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what, what, what the word is. But I know for a for – a, like I'm a selfish person by nature. Like I like to give to myself. I want to make sure that if I give to myself, then I can give to others. So it sounds – selfish has such a um, – um, what's the word? Not a bad – people think the word selfish is, is bad, but – I think it's yeah. so important to give to yourself, but I'm also really, really conscious to make sure that the people around me that I know and love are looked after as well. So I'm yeah, wondering where think, people think they are. Yes. Well, no, I think that when you look after yourself first and you, you, know, you see yourself as number one, then that is narcissism. But again, kind of like what you said before, um, you know, in the vein of it being seen as a bad thing, like narcissism could oh, be seen to be bad, right? Yes. But it is the act of narcissism to put yourself first and to be, you know, like to be, you know, this good, is good and yes. in a positive light, right? So it's only our value judgment that kind of makes that word or that label yes. seem bad, you know, kind of like the chronic pleaser or, um, or, you know, whatever else yes. you could actually attribute a label from and to, you know what I mean? So we've got um, – oh, here we go. We've got a bit of commentary here from my great friend Joe Arano. Um, he says narcissist is correct. The other side is empath or a pleaser, um, and we all hover between if we're healthy, um, which I this love that. Good. That's this the sign. I mean, you know, we, we actually have um, the ability to hover as humans um, and maybe the person who is seen as the narcissist, he's such a narcissist, never hovers. So maybe he never goes from narcissism to empath or empathy, um, only stays at mm-hmm. – and I think you hover. I think, yes, you 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 have some narcissistic traits, as I do, um, and some people who may have less narcissistic traits and are more down the empath end might see that as being arrogant or narcissistic. Right. Um, and then put that a negative spin on that, but um, that's not how we would see it. Wow, that's fascinating, isn't it? Because narcissist almost gets termed as an insult in modern yeah. vocabulary. Well, I think the next level above narcissist is sociopath, right? So you kind of go someone who gives no f's about anybody else is the sociopath, has no idea what they're doing, and it's all about them. That would be the chronic narcissist. Wow. I think maybe that. And that's how it is. So Joe says, correct, sometimes you have to be a narcissist, as Damo said. Um, Summer Daly reckons, um, isn't narcissism taking putting yourself first to a whole new level to the point of being negative to others? In other words, Trump. No, I think Trump would be the sociopath Summer. So he's the kind of person um, that takes narcissism like to the whole new level. Not, Yeah, he's like no empathy. He's zero empathy, 100% narcissism, so he's a narcissist, which is fine, but he's then next level, which is a sociopath, which is just below psychopath. 
<laughs> Something like that. Uh, and Joe says you can't define this stuff using politicians. Not the norm. This <laughs> is very true. They're definitely not the norm. There's no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, it's really. I think it's it's such an interesting little conversation. Why did you pick this conversation? Why did you pick? It this all topic? started because of Facebook comments, and I was just wondering oh. why I do it the way that I do it. And I often think right. about the chronic pleaser in people because I know when someone um, wants to give me something, it's almost like they mm-hmm. are wanting to please me. But often my, for want of a better term, the narcissist in me like repels people wanting to please me. Like I don't let them and it's not a, again, it's not a healthy trap. But just the other day and this has just been playing on my mind. I even brought it up with him. I was at my local cafe and he gave yeah. me, because uh, he gave me a loyalty card with five stamps on this it. This isn't the footbridge, the footbridge? No, this is actually at Mrs. Birdie's in South Golden Beach because since Corona, uh, when you yeah. pretty much weren't allowed to leave the home, I would just walk down to yeah. uh, Mrs. Birdie's. But people during Corona had still been um, using their loyalty cards. Now, for me, I was uncomfortable with that. I couldn't believe that. I not couldn't believe. Yeah. I, there's no way I would have been going because everyone, quote, unquote, was struggling. But... As, as yeah. Scott said, he said, look, every, if everyone's struggling, then I'm going to let them use their cards. And I said, okay, look, I completely get that. But then he gave me yeah. a card with five stamps. This is kind of like when cafes could open to more people and kind of we felt like things were easing. And I said, no, 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 no. Like I, you know, I just felt uncomfortable about it. But then I was I'm, like, why aren't I letting yeah. him give me something? Like why am I repelling his love? And like, it's exactly how you said it so beautifully. It's that hovering you know, he caught me when I was hovering more to narcissism and he was more in the pleaser stage and I rejected it. And then I went back the next day and said, look, I almost like apologize. He said, don't apologize. I said, I, I took it well. Like that's you wanting me to just continue to, I don't know, succeed or, or run my business. But um, flourish, flourish. Yeah. yeah. Can I, I've got a perspective on that. Yeah, love to hear it. I don't, I don't usually get, um, I don't usually get those sorts of cards. Like I don't, I don't collect them. Yes, yeah. Um, and the reason why I don't collect them is because I like that business anyway, right? So I'm going to go there, and I don't need reward for it. Mm-hmm. I don't need flybys points or frequent fly points. Um, you know, to go and get my coffee from the local coffee shop. Um, and I almost take offence when they give me a card and it's got five stamps on it, but I bought 400 coffees from them. I'm like going. Is my 400 worth only five stamps? Why don't you just give me a coffee free from time to time? Yeah. You know, so like if you feel the need to give me a loyalty, just go, Damo, it's on the house. That's way better for me than to give me a card with five stamps on it because yeah. now I'm only halfway to achieving a free coffee wow. when I've bought 400 and never had loyalty cards before. You know what I mean? So to recognize loyalty, I reckon your mate should have gone here, Piercy. This is on me, mate. Thanks for your support. That's way better than, hey, here's a card. You're halfway there. Buy another five from me and I'll give you another one. You know, you know, that is really interesting. I'd never thought of loyalty cards that way. I think a lot of people how, are listening to this right now going, oh, my gosh. That's, well, that's just how I see it. You know, like I, for me, they've already got my loyalty. If they make me a great coffee and they give good service, they know my name, they know my order, There's my lo- that's my loyalty already. If they feel the need to say thank you for your loyalty, just give me a coffee, five stamps. Mm. So um, that's that's how I see it. That's wow. that's just maybe me. Um, wow. But and I don't think that's narcissistic or or, or empathetic or empath- you know em- yeah empathetic. I, I don't think it's either of those things. Like it's just 
just how I uh, value stuff. So, for example, when people come into my practice, if I feel like giving them something, I give them something um, above and beyond the adjustment, right? Which isn't ex- isn't expected. You know, like I'm aware of how many people have been into my practice, say, 300 times, um, or they've you know, been having adjustments for 10 years. Like I'm, I'm aware of that, um, but that's not the reason why I'd thank them or send them a mm-hmm. birthday card or a voucher or send them movie tickets or buy them flowers or whatever else. Like mm-hmm. it just, I would just do that to say thanks, you know, for being there. It's great to have you part of the practice. You know, that's I'm not measuring to reward, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That is really – that's enlightening. That is really interesting how <laughs> when we perceive it differently. No, I think, you know, and this is, this comes back to the whole human nature of why we do the things we do. Because, yeah. you know, coming back to the pleasers and the narcissists and all the things of it, it's like, you know, as you've just said it, people love more like, this sounds so cliche, but like they love the random act of kindness rather yeah. than the, oh, I'm going to go into the cafe or the Cairo or the gym today because I've got this free session this free meal this free workout because i've been so many times you'd almost like to walk in expecting to pay and then be given a freebie it's like oh oh, you know this is a great day it's like (laughs) how good is this um and those little things i've had a couple of people randomly pay for a coffee um and you go to pay and it's like no someone's paid that for you it's like oh my gosh this is the best you know? When they open the borders to let Victorians, us Jeremy Victorians, back up north, I'm going to go. I'm coming up. That's where I'm going to be. I just want to do a little shout out to one of my close friends, Di Coleman. She's watching this and um, she's had a rough time. We've both had a bit of a rough time the last few days. Um, so uh, big love and hugs to you, Di. Ah, big kisses. Um, we love you, Di. Biggest cuddle from both PC and I because we love you to bits and we know it's been a very, very rough um Few, few days. So, lots one of the life. great human what? beings, Di Coleman. Oh, so yeah, many isn't she? Checkpoints. And a lot of, we could do a whole episode how many on people, Di- How many people in chiropractic wouldn't know who Di Coleman is? Not many. Like, everyone should know who Di Coleman is. And uh, she's just been the most incredible contributor. She's, she's amazing. Amazing. We could do a whole episode on all of the interweaving connections that Di Coleman has been semi responsible for. In our lives, like yeah. the Trelgan, the Trelgan connection, Sarah's yeah. whole family went to Coleman Chiropractic in the day. Uh, yeah, you know, I played golf the other day with a guy hmm. uh, from Trelgan who's from New Zealand. What? How's that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I go, I live in New Zealand and I live in Trelgan, and he goes, "No way!" And I, and I said, "Yeah, true. I used, I was a naturopath in Trelgan, and I." used to work in a chiropractic practice with uh, Gary Coleman. He goes, I know Gary. Oh. I go, You're kidding me. <laughs> he's, he's good friends with Brent. I go, far out. That's unbelievable. He's friends with Brent. And so I'm like, oh, this is incredible. And anyway, so, yeah. you know, it's, it is a small world. But Di, even um, at the Sandringham Golf Course on the second hole, we're making connections just absolutely incredible. So anyway, there you go. She's everywhere, Di. She is. Hey, speaking of golf courses, did you get on the golf course today? Got the uh, golf top on right now. Kingston Heath, you can see that there. Um, yep, I uh, shot the lights out today. My good friend, uh, DJ, he almost got a course record. What? So he shot 67, five under par today, um, which is incredible. Course record, mind you, was set by Tiger Woods. 
and uh, and that's 62 or 63, 62 I think it is. So DJ's like five shots off the pace of Tiger Woods. Like, it's like <laughs> incredible. Definitely the best golfer at Kingston Heath at the moment. He's, uh, he's smashing it. So, wow. Um, yeah, really oh, good. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah, how about um, that? That is good. I would love to keep on chatting. Uh, we are at the 20-minute milestone. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add on this episode? I reckon we're up to 380 of 100 not out, which is pretty pretty impressive. Is there anything else you would like to add for our chronic narcissists or our chronic pleasers? Maybe we've got a couple of sociopaths listening. I don't know. But is there any more <laughs> words of wisdom you would like to share before we wrap well, up this episode? I, it sounds crazy that in the middle of a pandemic, I'm feeling disappointed that we're not going to Greece. But I'm um, that's quite narcissistic, I suppose. <laughs> um, and at the same time, I'm empathetic to the fact that, you know, we have to close the – I get it, right? But I still would love to be in Greece. So um, I'm just going this way, this way, right? Yeah. But I'm looking forward to next year, PC, and I would I would like to challenge you and I to within the next couple of weeks to have locked in a date for next year's Greece and Italy trip. Absolutely. Let's do it. Pending, pending the borders opening, um, these will be our dates. That's what I'd like to add or announce before episode 382. Yep, done and done. All right, by the time we've got two weeks, we'll do that. We'll do that because I know Ikaria and Sardinia are wanting us to confirm our dates and I know a number of our attendees have wanted to know what are the dates for next year. So we will give that uh, before episode 382. Of 180. Now, just before we go, PC, there's yes. a couple of little comments here that I, I, I want to come back to. Just, you know, for your golden retriever, um, empathetic um, <laughs> part, yeah. let's just go here. Joe goes, you're absolutely right. People think empath is a badge of honor. It's not. It's actually a person that chooses to be the underdog. Ooh. Oh, this is I don't good, know if that's Joe. true either, Joe, because <laughs> you can be empathetic and not be the underdog. Like, in fact, you can be top dog and be empathetic. Is he talking like, about think, chronic empath, though? Is he talking about the chronic empath? Is the, the chronic maybe underdog? Or just, uh, uh, yeah. But isn't the underdog kind of woe is me? You can hypothesize why that is, and we must allow equal exchange too. I think equal exchange is where it's at. And yeah. like this is where love is. You know, we talk about this, and obviously, uh, a great friend, John D. Martini, says, uh, "You know, love is um, the the balance between hate and what is it? What's love? Love? <laughs> no, but love is like the acceptance of everything, isn't it? Like it's the yeah. acceptance of everything. So, yeah, that's what he's saying. Um, and Summer says, do people play golf because they think it's a sport or for relaxation? <laughs> it's definitely not relaxing, I've got to tell you. <laughs> At one point, Summer, I had to – I just hit six shots on a par four, which gave me one point, and I was so frustrated. I literally had to breathe in and breathe out very, very slowly to try and switch my body back into – parasympathetics because I was going to spray the ball everywhere. So if I didn't know the uh, art of bringing myself back into parasympathetics, I would have been a sympathetic mess out there. I would have been a, a sympath- I would have been having a sympathetic firestorm. That's what I would have been having. Sounds a bit like my day at the Big Banana. It's meant to be fun, Summer, but sometimes these things are very, very stressful. <laughs> Golf is meant to be fun, but sometimes it's very, very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right oh, well, love it um, hugs to all of our big love to everybody uh, yeah. who's joined us today and thank you um thank you for joining us and uh and for keeping us entertained pc great subject good little topic thanks yeah. for that well um we 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 will chat to 
Dima about it whenever we next interview him. Sociopath, narcissist, empath. I'm glad that you that you brought the terms up because I reckon we could talk about that forever. Mm. I reckon we talk mm. about that forever. Um, yeah. To our listeners, to our viewers, thank you for your love and support of the podcast and this message. To find out more about the great man Damien Christoph, head on over to damienchristoph.com, myself, Marcus Pierce. Dot com dot au. To our wonderful, wonderful editor, Joseph Tomo, thank you. To Cielo, who shares his love on social media. To Annie, who shares the love on our Instagram page. That's at 100.notout. Check that yeah. out uh, and yeah. have a look at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100.notout where you can check out the entire range of episodes, all 380 of them. Uh, look after yourselves, folks. During these times, it is more important than ever to look after yourself and your loved ones. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.